Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast platform that gives voice to remarkable mothers and women from the Arab world to inspire, engage, and drive growth. In Unlimited Perspective Series, we welcome inspiring women and mothers who embrace life with innovative perspectives and whose missions and achievements are making a mark. We're proud to welcome today Mahal Mezaina, Head of Area 2071 at Dubai Future Foundation. After an initial career in finance, Mahal Mezaina proudly joined a UAE government leaders program, which, along with a master in innovation, creativity and leadership, allowed her to step into Dubai Future Foundation. Launched by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Vice President, Prime Minister and Ruler of Dubai, Area 2071 is an initiative of the Dubai Future Foundation, an ecosystem that aims to create a fostering environment for the creatives and entrepreneurs. So let's welcome Mahal Mezaina to hear how Dubai Future Foundation is bringing together government partners, private sector organizations and private startups while empowering women throughout all their initiatives. Hi Maha, welcome to Unlimited. Hello, thank you so much, uh, Daniela. I'm really happy to be here with you. You now cover a true dream job at Dubai Future Foundation, but how did you get there? Tell us about your background from your education to your first roles. Okay, so uh, when I first started, I actually, it, it's, it's such a weird journey. When I started, I wasn't really knowing where I'm going. Um, uh, my background in my education was uh, uh, based in accounting and management. I studied um, in the American University in Sharjah, and I studied uh, accounting and management. And I thought back then that this is my pursuit, this is my goal. Um, I want to basically excel into to the financial division and excel in the financial uh, industry. But um, when I started applying everywhere, I actually wanted to apply in the private sector, and I thought, Uh, my interests are well, well suited uh, within the financial sector more than any other uh, uh, sector in the private sector specifically. I went through a lot of uh, interviews. I didn't really get a lot of response. So my dad suggested, okay, maybe you really need to think about the government sector, see how it goes for you. I was a bit skeptical because my dream job was something completely different than what government is actually uh, offering. But um, I decided to take that step because uh, I really wanted to jumpstart in my career. Uh, even if it was working as an accountant in a government organization, I can start with that and maybe uh, I'll be able to learn more about the corporate world and understand uh, how it works, uh, even if it's from a, a government uh, perspective. So I started feeling very enthusiastic. I was happy, excited. But uh, throughout the time, uh, things have changed a bit. The job was very much routine and there wasn't really flexibility to give more than what uh, is asked of you. So I decided to transition to a completely new department and a completely new field uh, in the auditing aspect. So um, I started with that. There was a lot of rules and regulations that we needed to know about, um, as well as standards. Um, there was a lot of work, to be honest. Uh, and uh, I felt comfortable in that sense uh, when I first started, but there was a pivotal change during um, the three years that I spent as an, an auditor. Uh, my mom actually, because a lot of, uh, my, my mom was really supportive of me and, and she saw an ad one day in a newspaper and she said, Maha, how about you actually apply to this? And when I read it, it was a government-led gov uh, leadership program. And I, at first I thought she was, she was kidding. She wasn't really serious about it. But uh, the next day she asked me if, whether or not if I have applied. And the first 
the first impression it's like how is this possible i'm working as an auditor um, and this government led uh, a leadership program um, catered to people who want to learn to be an innovative leader so it was quite different there was a, there was uh, two different things in two different extremes so um I, I, I told her, I don't think this is going to help me in my career, but uh, um, uh, uh, I don't think I should apply. But she said, no, uh, I think I, I truly believe in the power that you have. I really, truly believe that you're a creative person and I've seen you and I know you too well, probably more than anyone else. So I think that this is the right suit for you. Just give it a try, apply and see how it goes. And I did. I actually did. I applied and um, I got through the process. There was a lot of uh, psychometric tests that I had to do. I, I think I went through two different interviews, but at the end of the day, I got in the program. And uh, at first, I didn't really know what to expect. So my work was more of a routine. You actually generate a report at the end of the day. There was no flexibility. But when I go to the program, I felt more empowered, more confident, um, you get to share ideas with people uh, that come from different backgrounds. You get to listen and start learning new experiences from other people who share nothing, basically. But I think the most important part that actually affected me the most is uh, through our field trip when uh, we went to the United States and uh, we visited few organizations um, uh, that have a lot of effect in, in our daily processes, such as uh, Google as well as Microsoft. and. I came back to Dubai, really just I spent a week con like thinking and reflecting back to that experience and how it affected me. Um, I started really questioning, what is it, the purpose that I'm meant to do? Uh, what do I have to do? Um, uh, what is the objective that I want to earn at the end? Because that, what I have experienced, something completely different than what I'm going through right now in my career. And I'm not really satisfied. There is this still gap of unsatisfaction uh, with, with auditing. But uh, I want to know what else can I do? What is the purpose and so on? So as soon as I decided or I even reflected to my family that, oh, okay, I think I'm just going to quit my job and really look for something else uh, to do. Uh, my dad back then, um, he, he wasn't literally against it, but he said, I prefer if you think about it twice because he spent almost three years working in this field. And this is something that you studied and you have experience in. If you go into something completely different and you have no idea uh, how to, to start with it, then it's going to be uh, like as if you're starting all over again. And there was a lot of internal struggle uh, um, that I had to go through to, to figure this out. But at the end of the day, I did decide to take this step. And this is where I started with Dubai Future Foundation. Well, I'm sure that you must look back at that government leadership program as a real uh, blessing. Yes, it was a blessing in disguise. If you think about it, when I first really wanted to start, I wanted to start in a private sector, but things really didn't turn out the way I thought it would be. And today I ended up here. If I have gotten into a private organization, I might not have the chance to be where I am today and do the thing that I love and I'm passionate about. And what is your role at the moment at Dubai Future Foundation? So uh, currently I'm leading Area 2071 uh, and Area 2071 um, is basically an ecosystem. It's a physical and a digital ecosystem where uh, it is basically designed to connect government entities, startups, uh, as well as private sector uh, to uh, solve challenges that are, uh, whether they're global or even regional challenges that we're facing today. And under Area 2071, there are a lot of things. Um, we, we have 
worked uh, uh, and uh, as well cooperated with organizations uh, that have programs uh, such as in, uh, Dubai Future Accelerators or even uh, Techstars um, uh, to run those programs within Area 2071 and, um, and uh, support startups in their process uh, as, uh, and allow them to grow and scale. With these, you're referring to private startups or um, new government initiatives? Uh, no, they are they are private startups. So uh, startups that have been uh, created and owned by entrepreneurs um, who have created them to solve specific challenges that they think uh, are very vital for them to solve or they're very passionate about. So uh, it, it varies from one industry to another. So there isn't really um, an industry that we're focusing in. We we have it could be education, it could be healthcare, it could be uh, mobility as well. And it could be energy and sustainability. So these are some of the areas that we focus in and support the startups and uh, uh, scaling up in those areas. Is there any initiative that you're particularly proud of in between Area 2071 and Dubai Future Foundation? Within Area 2071, um, so we have the Dubai Future Accelerator program that was running as well as part of Area 2071. And it's quite a unique, and this is something that, uh, although it has been uh, there for almost six cohorts, but we're very much proud of because it's a byproduct of Area 2071 and Dubai Future Foundation. Um, and um, um, Dubai Future Accelerator is, is basically a unique accelerator uh, where we connect government entities with uh, uh, startups to work on pilot projects together for a period of nine weeks. So uh, government entities typically take uh, a lot of tendering time, a lot of tendering process to um, work with specific organizations in order for them to run a service or help them solve uh, specific uh, ideas or concepts and projects. But with a Dubai Future Accelerator, it's quite rigorous at, the, at, the, at first, where um, uh, they sit together and really hash these things out. And then at a later stage, they can uh, further take the, these ideas and projects and start initiating them. So we're kind of limiting the number of time and uh, effort it takes for the tendering process to happen. And we allow for those uh, uh, organic synergies to happen between the startups and government uh, organizations. Tell us a bit about the working culture there. It's very much collaborative. It has been, uh, I think this is the soul and the purpose of Area 2071. If we want to reinforce government entities to work with private sector as well as startups, we need to uh, really embrace uh, the collaborative culture. So um, uh, there has been a lot of, of, of work that we have been doing with the private sector and we're allowing them to do work as well with the startups. We're connecting them with the right people uh, that would, we know can support them in, in making those uh, projects and initiatives uh, come to life. Uh, we as well, uh, um, thought about different initiatives that we uh, we can do to support and enable those startups, such as the Regulation Lab, uh, which is a collaboration between Dubai Future Foundation, Area 2071, as well as the government entity, uh, government or uh, the UAE government, as well as um, uh, the private sector. So we're allowing those people to come, uh, all of us on board, and uh, basically think about the regulatory frameworks that will enable those startups uh, to foster as well as um, uh, sustain over a long period of time. Why 2071? If you remember, the UAE government launched uh, the Centennial Plan, which is uh, after the formation of the United Arab Emirates 100-year anniversary. 
So uh, the idea was to create a plan that is long-term and very sustainable to ensure that UAE positions itself as one of the leading countries by that year. So it's a it's a moonshot vision that the UAE has put in place. Um, and I think there was a lot of uh, inspiration that came uh, uh, from that vision. And um, the idea was DFF thought, what could we do in order to ensure that uh, we create this platform that will enable this vision to come to life. And one thing that we have in common, um, or we think that is a vital um, uh, element towards us um, uh, ensuring that we gain this vision or have this vision come in place, is the human uh, uh, brain, the human uh, genius, basically, or the human ideas. So um, we already have few ideas in place, such as the Y Future Accelerators and so on. But we wanted to ensure that this is uh, this can allow for further collaboration with the private sector as well as the government sector, uh, uh, all together coming uh, towards creating this uh, vision. So that's where the idea of Area 2071 comes in. Talking about Dubai Future, can you give us an insight about uh, the Museum of the Future? I honestly think that the best way for you guys to know when it's going to be launched is by really monitoring the plates that they place in. As soon as you find the final plate on that structure, you'll be able to know it's going to be coming mm-hmm. in too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I want to keep it a surprise for you guys, um, but we're very, very excited. And we can't, I think, why as a whole can't really wait for this uh, uh, incredible museum to come. You have a master in innovation, creativity, and leadership, and you've been with Dubai Future Foundation for nearly four years now, right? So how is the future that you foresee? I think um, at at a certain point, because of the things that we do, I think the future will continue becoming uh, uh, collaborative. Um, There is a lot of, as part of Dubai Future Foundation as well, we have a research arm that actually looks into that specifically and look what might be the future trend um, how is it going to affect society? How is it going to affect um, individuals? What does it mean um, um, for for us here in the UAE? And what can we basically look at as an opportunity uh, uh, to gain or to tackle? Um, but I believe um, um, people nowadays, they cannot um, sustain on their own. I mean, living it here with COVID-19, staying on your own was, uh, was not... Was not was not a great journey for everyone. And I think people can't really uh, work in an environment where they feel isolated. So I think collaboration is one of the vital things that will continue um, happening between individuals in the future. And beside uh, collaboration, what about uh, gender equality and inclusion? Do you feel that uh, your voices are heard? Our leadership and specifically His Highness Sheikh Mohammed uh, has a lot of emphasis on women's role. And I think we evidently see this in organizations, especially as well in the government. The majority of the employees in the government are women. And without women, we're not going to see this quite fast development that we have witnessed in the past few years. Um, and uh, there is an ambitious role as well from His Highness's vision is to uh, have at least 50% of the ministerial cabinet led by women. So this really tells you a lot about how our leadership have emphasized as well as empowered uh, women. Uh, to take the rightful uh, uh, chairs. Um, in terms of uh, D- DFF, um, I think 50% or more are actually women in our organization. So this this tells you um, the role of women in, in, uh, in our organization. But um, 
we feel we do feel empowered. We do feel that uh, our leadership, uh, His Excellency Khalfan Belhol, uh, CEO of the Bond Future Foundation, um, does support women in taking uh, lead, uh, whether in initiatives, whether in teams, um, and he has a lot of trust uh, um, and uh, can sometimes take our decisions and a lot of elements uh, when it comes to uh, our work. Um, there are a lot of other women figures in our organization who are taking lead as well, uh, such as Aza Sharhan. Um, and she has been really uh, 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 supportive during this time, especially during this time. She has been really checking up, up on us. And I think everyone uh, in our organization uh, really owes up, up to her that we have transitioned this, this quick during COVID-19. So uh, she was one of, um, let's say, one of the soldiers of this organization. Um, I have as well uh, someone who is not, um, uh, I mean, hierarchically is not taking a lead position, but she is leading a huge project, which is uh, Maryam Bati, who is a project manager. And uh, Maryam has been working with uh, the fourth industrial revolution uh, at Area 2071. And she's working very closely with WEF and in, in creating the content um, uh, that, has, that is relevant towards the future. And she has been doing a tremendous job in that. Not to mention those only who are taking leading position, but even the ladies who I have and work with uh, are part of my team. Uh, I can see a lot of potential um, in those ladies, although they're not really into, uh, as I mentioned, in a, in a greater role, but uh, they know when to speak, they know how, what to say, they know how to work, and they've been doing a great and tremendous job so far. So you can see a lot of emphasis on women in our organization. That's really great to hear. And what about Women's Majlis organized by Dubai Fisher Foundation? So um, for, for the Majlis, uh, basically, uh, this is one of the initiatives under DFF in which we wanted to uh, create a voice for women uh, in different fields, uh, whether you come from tech or even design, arts, or you're, you're basically just uh, uh, running an organization that uh, comes in and uh, other fields, not necessarily towards uh, technology. And we want to bring those voices over so we can create some sort of uh, motivational environment for women um, and uh, allow for people from any anyone who would want and who is interested to join those uh, sessions there, we're more than happy to have them. So um, it's an initiative of women empowerment that comes from Dubai Future Foundation. And I think it's one of... Uh, the most successful initiatives that we have launched so far. Um, I, I, I think we had quite few uh, number of women uh, who uh, joined. Uh, women coming from sports, women coming from arts. Uh, we had writers as well who joined us. Uh, we had women who are uh, running their own organizations in, in the field of tech, and uh, women who are actually working in the uh, jewelry uh, um, industry. So. We, they come from different fields and different uh, backgrounds. Who's been your role model and who had a major impact in your life decisions so far? I think my main, I have two main role models, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed, because of his visionary um, uh, outlook towards uh, how he have created Dubai so far. Um, and my second role model was my late father, um, who had a huge impact towards uh, how things actually shifted for me um, at work. Um, I think mainly if I want to talk about one, I would talk about my dad, uh, especially that because um, he he was he came from a military background and he had his perspective about things in, in either black and white, and the majority of the time it does it does work to think in that way. Um, 
but he was very disciplined. And, and these are the things that I actually learned from him, to be disciplined, uh, to have a really um, strong goal towards life and, and think about what you really do and really fight for it. Um, the more you fight for it, the more you'll be able um, uh, to reach where you want and really not give up at all. Because if you think about that specific goal, nothing really matters uh, around it. So that was one of the few, few learnings that I, ha I learned uh, from him. Um, and he was one of possibly um, the very loyal person that I've met in, in my whole entire life. He was loyal and devoted to his work. So I learned that as well from him. If, if, when I found my passion here in Dubai Future Foundation, um, that is one thing that kept me uh, going. And this, this is the only drive that keeps me going every single day um, as I work. Last but not least, our paramount question. What does Unlimited mean to you? And what message would you like to leave to everyone listening? Unlimited, um, for me, means that you, any, any, any lady, whoever is listening to me right now, they need to uh, basically free themselves from self-doubt. So never, ever doubt yourself. Um, and even if you have those thoughts, um, um, make sure that you overcome them. I read um, uh, Lean In from, by Sheryl Sandberg, and she talked extensively about this, especially that ladies, even during meetings or conferences uh, or even in public speaking, when they're up on stage, uh, there are a lot of uh, self-doubts that are actually um, haunting them. And whereas men don't really care, even if they don't do a good job, it's fine with them, you know. But women, because we're so perfectionists and we always think we need to create the best outcome as much as possible, there is a lot of self-doubt that comes with it. So one piece of advice is free yourself from self-doubt and then trust the process that comes afterwards. Um, even if you fail once or twice, uh, pick yourself up and move ahead. Um, and because of those failures that you had to go through and those incidents that you had to um, uh, endure, um, uh, you'll become a stronger person, you'll learn from those mistakes, and then you'll be able to do a better job next time. But never self, so two learnings, um, free yourself from self-doubt as well as um, trust the process. Maha, thank you so much for joining Unlimited. It's been a real pleasure to have you with us today. It has been my pleasure, Daniela. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Unlimited on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss out on our next stories. To find out more about our content, please log on to our website and follow us on Instagram at unlimited.me to stay up to date with our latest news and releases. Last but not least, because talented mothers and women are truly unlimited, if you have a story to tell, please get in touch through our website www.unlimited.me. Unlimited with the iPhone. Thank you.